Hey, everybody. Welcome into the Dynasty Gambit Week 11. Got Packers Titans tonight. I am Devin Deal. You can find me at Devin Deal on Twitter. Joined, as always, Jay in the top right corner and the only person actually in here with me still at the moment, Jay at <laughs> FantasyJ77. How you doing today, sir? Good, brother. I am doing good. It is Sunday night football. Uh, looks like we should just a decent ball game tonight, um, yeah, at least on paper. <laughs> so we shall see. But, you know, hey, it's, it's, it's coming up on the weekend. It's time to get ready for some uh, fantasy football playoffs, that sort of thing coming up. So I am ready. I am ready. How about you? Oh, man, I'm, I'm excited for this fantasy. You know, we're getting down to almost playoff time. So, you know, it's getting exciting. This actually might be a decent game tonight. You know, the Titans hung in there tough with the Chiefs, and the Packers, like, halfway looked competent last week. So, you know, maybe it'll be a decent game. We'll see. It is going to be a cold one, though. Like we were saying, it's uh, already snow flurries there. It looks like it's going to be a brutally cold, cold game. So whether the snow is on the floor or on the ground or not, we'll see. But the last time I believe I watched the Packers play in a snow game, they looked pretty pathetic against the 49ers. So I'm just going to say that I'm a hater. I'm a Bears fan. You guys, <laughs> so we'll just to throw that out there. So it looks like, I don't know, Brian is periodically in and out joining us here. I'm sure he'll get something figured out. I'm not exactly sure what's going on with his connection at the moment. But when he ends up bring, coming in, we'll definitely give him his flowers. Shout out to him. Make sure he lets everyone know where to find him. All that type of good stuff. So let's just go ahead and dive in here. Uh, week 10 news and notes from the previous week. Uh, some pretty bad injuries. Uh, really devastating injuries, to be honest with you. I mean, Zach Ertz goes out. Um, I mean, actually, Josh Allen looked pretty good for his injury, so that was promising. Uh, but what are some of your news and takeaways from uh, the previous week? Oh, man. Huh. The, the injuries just keep piling up. You know, you. You got some of these, some of my teams, uh, you know, either are right on the verge of, of going into the playoffs, you know, or, or making a playoff run. And I mean, Cooper Cup goes down. Now he's on IR yeah, for man. four weeks. You got Dallas Goddard going down, IR. You know, like you brought just brought up Ertz, IR. You know, uh, Fournette looks like he's going to be able to play. He's got the bye week, luckily. But I mean, I'm hearing Rashad White's taking over that starting job, which is fine for me because everywhere I could get Rashad White, I was getting Rashad White. You know, um, you got a couple players coming back though. Hopefully, it looks like you know Mark Andrews should be back. You know, uh, Gus Edwards should be back. Uh, Keenan Allen, you know, Mike Williams. It's possibilities there. Um, I, I know, uh, I know, I got a, uh, an alert earlier saying they were both limited today in practice, but hell. They were at least on the practice field. There's so many that are not on the practice field right now. So, yeah, there's there's going to be some uh, some interesting ones to keep up with, uh, especially going down these stretch right here. Yeah, that's uh, the Cooper Cup one, man. That was just devastating for a lot of means. Having another great season, a lot of people, you know, carrying them into their playoffs, and hopefully you were able to pivot and do something with that, especially even in Dynasty. That's uh, not a great injury. It's probably going to be season-ending. Uh, I know he's potential talks about coming back, but that team does not look like they're going to be making any kind of push. So I imagine if they're still out of it, they're not going to bring him back. So we'll see yeah, how that I, plays out. No need no need to rush him back. I mean, they're not going to make a playoff run, you know, and that sucks for fantasy. But, you know, again, they don't care about our fantasy teams. But if, if you have Cooper Cup and, you know, an Allen Robinson or, you know, even – 
to some extent, you know, um, uh, what's his name? Um, I can't even think of it, the, the guy's name now. Came came out of Florida, too. Um, but anyway, the, the other wide receiver they got over there uh, that hasn't really produced a ton because he was injured coming, coming into Jefferson? the season. Van Jefferson, that's it. So, yeah, I mean, if, if you have the – I mean, Robinson has gotten the targets in, in the red zone. You know, he just – they haven't done much with it. So, you right. know – Maybe, maybe there's maybe there's uh, some promise to to look at Allen Robinson going into the playoffs to see if maybe he can make a make a make some hay there. So, right. So yeah, we'll see. It looks like uh, Brian was able to jump in here. So let's go ahead and kick it over, Brian. How are you doing tonight? Good, Devin. I hope y'all can hear me okay. Um, y'all are sounding good. There was an echo earlier, so I had to kind of readjust everything. But hopefully, we're in good shape now. Yeah, yeah, we are. Sounds great. So uh, you can find Brian at VandyGrand92. Um, so we're just talking about some news and notes from the previous week. Uh, like I said, we were just covering a lot of the bad injuries there. I mean, there were so many to go through. Ertz, season ending. Um, Godert also. Tight end's already thin, and I believe he was tight end four um, on the season, which I actually have him in a couple leagues, and that's pretty devastating. Um, might not be for the complete season for Godert, but it's going to be at least four weeks, so – you know, playoffs are going to be well underway at that point, so we'll see if he can come back in and make any impact. Um, but, yeah, so then, you know, I'm just going to go ahead. i got to dive into it. The Bears look amazing again, guys. I commit another huge game, more touchdowns. Gave me my five touchdowns on the season bonus that we were just talking about last week, so I'm pretty pumped about that. But uh, let's just go ahead. I'll try to keep this to a minimum this week, but – Jay, I'll kick it over to you. Uh, what are your thoughts on how good uh, Justin Fields and the Bears' offense offense has at least looked? You know, to be quite honest, the only thing I'm really worried about right now is how much extra data plan that Jeff is going to have to pay for this big old head of yours being on this screen right now. I mean, good lord! No, honestly, here's my here's my concern. I mean, Fields is actually turning into what we were hoping Fields was going to be. Uh, my concern right now is he's so highly valued. Can he sustain it or sustain it rather? And if he can't, where is his, his, his new ceiling, you know? Right. So that's, that's my concern there. I think, I think he can be that tweener, you know, where he can get a hundred rushing, hundred receiving or a hundred rushing, hundred passing. But I don't know if we'll ever see a 300 yard passing game from him with a hundred yards. Russian, you know what I mean? Right. And, until they get him some great weapons. They have to get him some great weapons and, and on an offensive line that's worth a damn. But, uh, man, <laughs> I mean, it's through the roof right now. So if you can – and I was listening to somebody earlier. If you were a 500 team uh, – Justin Henry, actually. If you were a 500 team, like 5-5 five and five right now, and you have Justin Fields on your roster, now is the time to sell him because you're never going to get this high value again. And he's probably not going to live up to it going forward with especially going down this playoff stretch they've got a brutal brutal stretch going in for for fantasy playoffs anyway oh yeah yeah his, his fantasy value is definitely skyrocketed and it's probably like you said at an all-time high of where it even could end up being um thing i was kind of pretty disappointed with this week uh chase claypool is still non-existent in that bears offense you know the first week he actually had more targets mm -hmm. uh actually more of a snap share percentage than he did last week so not a great look for giving up a second-round pick, an early second-round pick, uh, to get Chase and not get him any more involved than what he has been. So, I mean, 
I know he's still learning the playbook and doing everything, but I never expected a downtick in his usage compared to uh, what we saw the first week there. Um, so, Brian, let's get some of your opinions here. Um, just some news and notes from last week. Eagles no longer undefeated. Um, got a couple of buys this week, Jacksonville, Miami, Seahawks, Buccaneers. Um, no buys next week, so I think everyone's pretty pumped about that. We've got a lot of games. We've got the big Thursday night games, all that type of good stuff. But uh, what are some just news and notes from the previous weekend that uh, maybe we haven't hit on yet that uh, you wanted to hit on? Well, like you said, the big big one is definitely the Eagles. I got I got a chance to watch that, and um, it's uh, it was amazing how much Washington was able to dominate on the run. But as I understand it, the rookie defensive lineman may be back coming off of injury reserve this week, and they also went out and signed Indomitian Sue and uh, one other player. So they're they're really trying to shore up that defensive front, and they have to because both the uh, Washington, Washington, as well as the Texans, really take advantage of that. So, if they want to get back to their winning ways, they need to do a better job with, with stopping the run, and then you know make the other team at least be, co- you know, coexisting with the pass. So, right, you know, and it was kind of disappointing. I didn't really expect the Eagles to lose to uh, the Commanders there. Um, you know, I was pulling for them. They looked like they had a pretty easy schedule. It looked like they had potential to you know potentially run the thing. Uh, but I just got to say, the 1972 Dolphins are just the most annoying team in the world, man. Like, they're the bunch of biggest haters I've ever seen in my life. Like, they start popping champagne every time someone loses and stuff. And, like, come on, they weren't even that – I mean, they weren't that good. It's a different, you know, different era of football. Obviously, they were undefeated. But, like, I was looking at stats and, like, their average offensive lineman was, like, 250 pounds in 1972. Like – that team wouldn't hold a candle to anybody nowadays. I know it's a different game, but they are a bunch of huge haters, man. It's kind of funny, but it's also every year, whenever someone makes a run like this, it gets a little annoying. But So let's go ahead and uh, keep this train moving. Um, let's, Jay, I'll kick it over to you. Who are some must-add players uh, for the playoff push? Uh, you know, we've had a bunch of injuries here, like we discussed, a um, bunch of bye weeks still coming up. So who are some players you're kind of targeting that, you know, either – are we just breaking out on their own or having nice little matchups coming up? Anything like that? Yeah. So when I, when I first put it in there, I put Brian Robinson on there because he's only 62% owned. Um, and he's been a big, a big part of, of some of my rebuilds this year. And, and actually with some of his production has pushed me over what I, what I projected my win total to be in, in a couple of leagues. And then I got to thinking about it a little bit more and I was like, you know, but it, looking at his schedule coming up and that doesn't look like a very favorable schedule, you know, uh, as far as Washington goes. So I went back and I reconsidered it and I was like, you know what? Chris Godwin is somebody that if, if I'm on the verge or, or I am a contending team and there is a team out there that is either out of it, that has a Chris Godwin on it. That's where I'm going to look. I'm going to look and get that Chris Godwin guy. And for a couple of reasons, you know, he he comes off that injury and he was a slow start this year. Uh, looked like a little re-aggravation in week one. Um, so they kind of maybe a little setback there. But then you look at him and he's been probably the most targeted receiver to not catch a touchdown until last week. You know, he's getting a ton of targets. 
And now he's just starting to get comfortable. Now he gets a bye week and now he gets one more week without contact that he can actually, you know, heal up a little bit more, become that, you know, get to that 100% healthy mark or as 100% healthy as you can be at this point in the season anyway. And the other side of that too is with the Bucs, they are throwing the ball like 40 some odd times a game. If he's getting, you know, 14, 15 of those targets and he's catching 10 of them, I mean, in a PPR league, there's 10 right there, and then you have the yardage, and now he's starting to get touchdowns, and now he's back to the old Chris Godwin. And you can trade for him right now with that downtick, uh, in my opinion anyway. You you can trade for him right now with a downtick in production, but it's not going to last very long. Yeah, I definitely like that assessment there. I mean, even in dynasty formats, you know, it's not just a redraft thing trying to get mm-hmm. him at this point. I mean, he's still, what, 27 years old, something like that. So really good asset for this year and beyond, so I really do like that one as well. Uh, Brian, what about you? Who is someone you're targeting to make a push here? Well, there's a couple of guys, a couple of running backs that I'm really looking looking at. Uh, Isaiah Pacheco for the Chiefs is one. In fact, the key thing I saw today is that the coaches are looking for a player to help on the return game, which he had 16 carries just the past week. And if they're looking for somebody to help in the return game, that means to me really clearly – that Pacheco is going to be the leading ball carrier moving forward. And I think it was just last week, somebody, Jay, I believe, mentioned that they talked about trying to get 20 touches, which I assume was for one player, and he got 16 rushes. So they were a much more balanced offensive attack last week. Mahomes didn't throw 68 passes. They threw, I think, 34 or something like that. So they were much more balanced. And the second player I'm looking at is Jeff Wilson for the Miami Dolphins. They're on by this week, but only in his second game there, he had 17 rushes for 119 yards and a touchdown. So in back-to-back weeks, he's led that backfield, and it's really hard right now to find a running back that can help you this late in the season. So I think they're both pretty good options. Yeah, the uh, Chiefs wasted no time on my uh, stock down segment, ruining that from last week, saying that every (laughs) single running back on the Kansas City Chiefs was stocked down. So, uh, yeah. I agree with that as well. Pacheco definitely seems like he's the guy going forward here. So, uh, uh, yeah, it's uh, going to be seen. You know, I mean, obviously we all knew they weren't going to keep throwing the ball 68 times. But when, you know, they were spreading the ball around so much with, you know, four for one person, five for another, four for another, just didn't seem that promising. But seems like, you know, at least based off this last week, we'll see what happens. There's a lot of signs pointing that it's going to keep staying that way. But Pacheco seems to be the guy going forward. So, yeah, I think. I think in regards to carries, Mahomes still was second in rushes, and the third was actually Kadarius Tony. So they only had Pacheco with 16, and the next running back only had one. So it uh, they definitely made it a Pacheco-led backfield last week, anyway. Yeah, that's you know, speaking of Tony, I think he's another one too that's you know prime for a pretty big uh, breakout here going forward. He kind of broke out a little bit last week. Um, but now they officially put McCole Hardman on the IR, so he is going to miss four games. And I think Tony kind of steps into that role. Juju has also still been hurt, um, so he did not practice today. So there's definitely a lot of opportunity there for Tony, not just this week, but going forward. It seemed like he's uh, really started to make that connection with Mahomes, so they might be a pretty explosive pair going forward. So, all right, so... Let's dive into this week 11 matchup, guys. 
So we got the Tennessee Titans at the Green Bay Packers. Um, let's just start off with the first thing, over under 40 and a half points. Jay, why don't you kick it off? Well, well I, I'll put it to you last The at that point, oh, I think we may have just lost Jay. The, uh, Brian, can you hear him at all? Sorry, he's staticky to me. Yeah, I think at we just lost best. Him so let's, yeah, let's go ahead and kick it over to you. Uh, what are your thoughts over under 40 and a half points for tonight. I think it's an awfully fair total, but if I was forced to make a decision, I'm going slightly over. Right. I, my, yeah. We'll, we'll go over our predicted totals later, but I'm just right. Really, I'm right about 43 total, so I'm just barely over. And Brian, looks like you're back there. Sorry, it looks like we had a couple technical difficulties there. So why don't you go ahead and take it away? Or Jay, I just told you, Brian. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's all right. I, I don't. I don't know what happened right there. I just. I just jumped off the screen for a second. Uh, yeah. Um, well. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So I was looking at the clock this morning. It was like forty-two. So I don't know that the money's gone to the one side, uh, and, and on a lot of them. So I think. Uh, I think. I think when we get to that Chrome Dome parlay of the night, we're going to have some interesting numbers <laughs> coming out. Definitely, I agree with that. Um, so, you know, big news, speaking of the Green Bay Packers from this past week was Christian Watson, which I think we're going to be talking a lot about him, um, over the course of the show here, at least I am. Um, but yeah, you know, four catches, um, eight targets, 107 yards, three touchdowns. Um, so, you know, 88 total yards before last week's game. So pretty much the consensus, you know, first, uh, waiver wire ad this week. Um, so Brian. What are your thoughts on uh, Watson finally, you know, breaking out in a very big way? Well, I mean, you got to like the upside of Watson. Now, the only thing that's concerning to me is that the simple, simple math of three touchdowns on four receptions. That's not, that's not going to be an every, every week uh, opportunity there. The eight <laughs> targets is not bad, but he's definitely got to convert more of those. But I, I definitely like the upside as a, if nothing else, a, a wide receiver three flex type player with he he had so much preseason hype and last week i think the key stat to me was that his snap share was 20 it was 84 percent with with dobbs out and dobbs is out again this week so i'm i'm kind of curious to see what we see with watson he, he he could develop into that wide receiver two for the packers lazard's still wide receiver one as far as i'm concerned concerned so yeah, he'd uh, definitely seen with his emergence, it kind of unlocked a lot of things there with the Packers. They looked probably the best they've looked all season. Um, Rodgers definitely did. Like, granted, he didn't have a lot of yardage, but touchdowns were there and touchdowns are king. Um, but, yeah, you know, we'll see what they look like tonight. Like we said earlier, it is kind of a cold weather game. Might not be as exciting. You know, it might be uh, Aaron Jones versus uh, King Henry more so of a game tonight. So we'll see how that kind of plays out. Um, but, Jay. Um, you have any thoughts about the Christian Watson breakout? Yeah, I mean, the only thing I have on that, it, the only thought process is, uh, you know, that the 
first the second half rookie wide receiver breakout is a real thing and that proven there's there's a reason why he was getting targets you know okay last week was eight because Dobbs was out but he was getting targets throughout the year so that tells me that he's at least doing something in practice that Aaron Rodgers likes that Aaron Rodgers keeps coming back to him you know that the first touchdown this past week uh if you remember was the exact same play that they ran in week one against Minnesota yep. where he dropped that exact drop pass. So, you know, to me, that just tells me that Aaron Rodgers does have a little bit of trust into him to keep coming back to him. And I think you're going to see that progress a little bit more every week throughout the rest of this year. Yeah. You know, I think this is literally what the Packers were planning on, you know, ever having him out there like that, having that nice deep threat, you know, with losing Devontae Adams this off season. And mm-hmm. they actually just got rid of Amar, uh, Amari, Rogers, that was Armani. Is that how you say? It? I'm not exactly sure. I but they actually Amari, cut but... him. Yeah, yeah. Um, they cut him, so he actually got claimed by the Texans. Um, but kind of a special teams guy. I was kind of surprised by that, just because you know, I don't know what they're going to replace kick returns with, and he's at least decent at that. I know he had some fumbling issues, but just another uh, wide receiver there that's now out of the picture. Um, even though he wasn't really that involved, to be honest with you. But um, so for some oh, players that are all oh, good. My, I was just saying, my question is, is who in the hell did the Texans not put a claim on? That's they claimed true. everybody. Yeah, they claimed, uh, what, Brian Johnson earlier this year from, from Tampa? Well, just this, just this past week, they, they uh, Tyler Johnson was earlier. Tyler earlier Johnson. They, Brian Johnson's they, ACD they, team, my bad. Yeah, they got Eno Benjamin. <laughs> yep. So, I mean, you know, yeah, they, they, they've put a claim on just about everybody, it seems like. Which I don't think this is a widespread belief. But everyone on Twitter claiming that Eno Benjamin is going to take snaps away and, you know, be a hindrance to Damian Pierce, I think you need to kind of pump the brakes there a little bit. Is he going to be involved? Yes, because Burkhead's the only other back there. Is he going to make Damian Pierce non-relevant the rest of the season? Absolutely not. Like, come on, no. guys. I saw a lot of uh, very pointed takes that this was doomsday for Pierce. And I was like, is it? Like, come on, guys. <laughs> Hey, you know, we all we all have our opinions. You know what they say about opinions? They're all they're they're, they're like assholes. Exactly. Everybody got one. <laughs> um, so keeping it on focused on here tonight. So some players that are in and out. Kyle Phillips continues to be out for Tennessee. Uh, really struggling with injuries there. Can't get back onto the field. Um, Green Bay it looks like Romeo Dobbs still continued to be out. Uh, Randall Cobb is expected to play. Um, and Traylon Burks, you know, made his, made his uh, injury comeback last week. Uh, so looking to see how involved he's going to be. I know a lot of people still, you know, very interested in him from our dynasty outlooks here. Um, you know, hoping he has a breakout game here, which Green Bay's defense hasn't been great. But again, I'm not sure how pass heavy of a game this is going to be tonight. But just another player I think we should be keeping an eye out for there. So... With that being said, Underdog Fantasy, promo code GF2 gets your deposit match up to $100. Head on over, Underdog Fantasy, put in GF2, and uh, win yourself some money. Actually, a $100 match as soon as you, soon as you deposit. So, great deal they're running there. So, moving on. Um... You know, a couple more injuries, you know, just to, you know, go around the rest of the league. I know we're talking about in and out in this game here tonight, but there's a couple we still haven't hit on. So Judy hurt his ankle. 
Um, he's currently week to week. Um, the Bears put Khalil Herbert on the IR. Um, Chase is out this week. Um, probably looking at a week 13 return, maybe somewhere in there. Um, Hardman, as I said earlier, is on IR. Um, Marquise Brown and DJ Chark were actually designated to return. Um, and David Njoku did not practice. Um, actually, I just got a notification too that DeAndre Hopkins did not practice either. So a lot of uh, a lot of big injuries here, a lot of big names, um, and opportune times as everyone's trying to make their playoff push. Like I said, so um, before we move on to anything else, is there any other hits, notes, anything we want to hit on as far as you know maybe some of these guys, Judy, um, Hardman, anyone like that? Yeah, we we had briefly mentioned earlier about um, Godert being on uh, IR as well. So I mean, the tight end landscape right now is really really odd because Ertz, Waller, Goddard, they all went on IR within the last two weeks. So a guy like TJ Hawkinson all of a sudden becomes a top four target or so. And he's a player that if I, if I was looking to add, he'd be another player that I'd be interested down the stretch because he's looked, he's been very active with the Vikings over the last two weeks. So that's kind of another player I would add because of the way the landscape looks. Yeah, I think it helps out. I think it helps out uh, Dolchich, and I think it also helps out uh, McBride a little bit as well. Uh, so let's see what he's got. Let's see what he can do over this over these next guaranteed at least the next four games. So uh, and and going forward in fantasy, that's what we want to see is let's let's get the uh, let's get them you know, let's get them in the game. Let's see what they got. Let's see if they're worth the the value that we got them in the in the rookie draft, or if we're just gonna end up trading them away or cutting them or whatever the case is. There, tight ends tight ends are just so volatile right now it's it's bad it's bad oh yeah that's you know even some of the ones that have been you know, lower like the uh, like tyler conklin's of the world if you will man you can't you still can't even trust them week to week one week he goes off one week he doesn't it's just been uh tight end has just always been a wasteland probably always gonna be a wasteland uh but yeah we'll see how this definitely affects uh, the main group there there's some big injuries so um so let's go ahead and get into start sit tonight um brian who do you have for start set versus uh, Titans and Packers here? Well, I think the one the one that's obvious that we've already talked about and touched on is, you know, Christian Watson. I mean, you've got to at least go for his upside. So then the question outside of that, you know, obviously Aaron Jones is going to be a sit. I mean, a start. Are you going to play A.J. Dillon? I personally wouldn't put him as, as huge necessarily, but I do like his, his totals. I mean, they're very low. But then for Tennessee, I'm kind of curious if they go back to a more consistent um, playbook in regards to two two weeks prior to last, they just ran Henry in in the ground and he was able to sustain it, but he can't keep that kind of level. It looks like we might have just lost you there, Brian. You say something? Nope, there we did lose. Hey, nope, okay, he isn't gonna say anything. Why don't you go it's, ahead and pick it up? This cold weather is giving technical difficulties left <laughs> and right to us tonight. Oh man. Well, you know, so I mean, I I I know where Brian's going there. Um with, with Aaron Jones, or I mean uh, with AJ Dillon, I don't think you I, he, not consistently, you know, he's not been consistent this year, so I don't think you can consistently start him. Uh, you know, so Aaron Jones, I'm starting. Um as far as uh 
wide receivers. I don't know that I'm starting anybody wide receiver or quarterback wise coming from Tennessee. Um, I just, <laughs> I just don't know that you can trust it yet. Uh, yeah. You know, you had, you had a great blow up game last week for, you know, Westbrook incline or incline or whatever is, you know, the last name is, um, but I mean, yeah, two touchdowns for 100 something yards. The dude hasn't the dude hasn't seen a touchdown in like seven years, and that's when he was in high school. You know, so <laughs> I, I just can't trust him. My biggest start tonight is going to be Aaron Rodgers, um, and the, and the reason why is because that's a Tennessee defense. They're very, very, very good against the run, but they are absolutely dog shit when it comes to the passing game. Yeah, uh, Tennessee allows the second most air yards uh, in the NFL, and they allow it at minimum on the average, one touchdown to a quarterback every game. So that's one, you know, and then, so the other guy that I'm definitely starting is on the other side of the ball, and that's going to be Derrick Henry. Um, first of all, he's the king. We all know the stats. The one thing I will I will bring up is the last time that Derrick Henry was held under 100 yards, total yards, this year was week two at Buffalo. Since that time, he's gone on a six-game stretch of 100-plus total yards five of those games it was at least 100 on the ground he only had 58 i think it was last week against denver i think he is set up to just run the ball like brian was saying they're going to hand him the ball and try to try to get him to the promised land or try to take tennessee to the promised land i don't think tennessee does it but i think tennessee is going to try and run the ball consistently every other play yeah definitely i agree with that i am actually a little more intrigued, I think, this week than most weeks about A.J. Dillon, just given the actual weather they're, they're having, given just a lot of the bye weeks that we have this week. So, you know, Fournette's on bye. Um, we got ETN on bye. A um, lot of guys that, you know, are probably in your starting lineup all the time, so you might be desperate enough. He's going to have a decent game, possibly just, you know, touchdown upside here, just being that it's a cold weather game. Um, so I think he's at least a staller, startable asset for me. Um, still very risky. I'm not saying that it's a great play, but, you know, with all the buys we have this week, I think it definitely makes sense to where, you know, if you're going to roll him out there, a cold weather game is definitely a decent opportunity for him to actually cash in on the points you need. So that would be my start of the week. I agree with everyone else, though, um, about their takes. So I guess let's just go ahead and get into stock up, stock down. Um, so Brian, I'll just kick it off to you. Every time I kick it off to you, it seems like we disconnect. So I'll try to break the trend here. So Brian, why don't you go ahead and take it away with your stock up for the week? Uh, Rashad White is my stock up for the week. Um, you were talking, we were talking about Fournette and other players on by, but Rashad White last week was actually the starter and played in 66% of the snaps, 22 carries, 105 yards. And they say that when they come back from by, he'll be the starter then too. So. I like him. I like his upside as a rookie. Definitely. It looks like I actually another – I just need to stop taking takes about running backs because I had woke up pretty late Sunday morning, um, so the game was already at halftime, and I saw Rashad White was trending, so I was like, oh, man, he must be breaking out in a big way. I go and look, and he was had terrible. He had like a three-yard average, like didn't have any catches, so I literally was like – why is everyone tweeting about Rashad White? Hit send. End of the game, he has 22 for 105. So I just need to stop with my running back takes. Apparently, that's what I've learned from all of this. Uh, so, yeah, that, uh, Jay, that's, oh, go ahead. That, stiff arm, that stiff arm he had Sunday morning 
I yeah. think that woke up the I think that woke up the NFL. It was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and uh, let's just go ahead and kick it and keep on rolling here, Jay. So, uh, who is your stock up for the week? Well, I know this is going to come as a shock. I'm probably going to need Devin to put on earmuffs for this, but my stock up <laughs> is Cole Komet yet again. I mean, you know, like we were talking about Justin Fields a little bit ago, this guy's stock just keeps rising and rising and rising as well. Um, the difference between Komet and Fields, I, I believe anyway, is Komet is going to be able to continue doing this. Maybe not two touchdowns every game, but he's going to be able to produce that touchdown or, you know, right close to it every single game going forward because of the scheme that they're running. He's now basically become that wide receiver two in that offense, even with Claypool there. But like you said earlier, Claypool's snap share just, I mean, drastically dropped from the first week that he was there. He was only there for a half a week and he had a higher snap share than he did when he was there for a whole week. I don't know what the deal is. I don't know if it was game plan. I don't know. I have no clue. But to to see that happen and then see Komet actually break out even some more, man, you just got to – you just got to – at least I do. I've got to be ha happy for the guy, and I'm proud that he's – that I've been on this bandwagon. I almost got <laughs> off. I came All close right. to getting off. But, hey, right as I started to take that first step to get off of the bandwagon, he popped. And then he's just been <laughs> continuing. So I'm like, okay, I, my toe did not hit the water. I was still on. <laughs> I was in that same boat with you there, man. I was starting to lose hope this season, uh, especially after the slow start that they all had. Just thought maybe it was never going to come together. But he has looked really, really good the last few weeks, which is good to see. Absolutely. Yeah, I saw a thing today where somebody was breaking down some of the plays from the, from the Bears. And they are basically running the exact same plays that they were running before, but with the twist of instead of Komet going out and blocking, he actually touches the guy or safety like he's going to block. The safety moves, and Komet takes the, sh the, the the route going the other way and is wide open for the touchdown. So they, you know, with the with the coaching staff and everybody is looking at what they've done and been okay or you know failed that whatever, they've taken those exact same plays and added something to them in order to become successful, especially now that Justin Fields is running the ball, you know, for a thousand yards a game. Right. <laughs> it is a nice, uh, fresh air, if you will, just, uh, as a Bears fan, Nagy, as long as we did, where he just constantly would not adapt to the players that he had. He was said, we're running our offense and trying to fit players into it. Never works. So it almost seemed like we were doing that the first few weeks. So after our little mini buy there that we had, it seems like they really figured stuff out. So that was, been really refreshing to see and actually giving me some pretty good confidence uh potentially in our future here so definitely uh excited about a lot of the players there on the bears offense if they can keep this up so i actually had pretty low hanging fruit i think we've talked enough about christian watson tonight so i'm actually going to pivot and i'm going to say my stock up for the week is Darius tony um as we've said before um he has a really good uh, opportunity here in front of him with some of the injuries. Like I said, Juju has not played or has not practiced so far this week. Uh, really, really bad, nasty hit that he took there. It was a concussion, scary hit. Um, so it wouldn't surprise me if he's not in. Nicole um, Hardman, like I said earlier, put on IR, missing at least four weeks. I think he really steps in and reclaims that role. So just based off of last week, you know, he wasn't really too involved at the beginning of the game, but once those injuries happened, you know, they pretty much had to turn to him. Um, and he ended up finishing his wide receiver fourth on the week. Um, five targets, 47 yards with a touchdown, two rushes for 33 yards. 
So very heavily involved, really good usage. He was only on the play, or he's only on 44% of the snaps. But like I said, that really steadily increased after those injuries happened. So I think he's looking at a big week this week and uh, potentially just going to lock down this job if he can uh, really keep showing what he can do with Mahomes. So do uh, you guys have any opinions there on Kadarius Tony? Yeah, the one thing I will bring up on Kadarius Tony, um, you know, I, I did jump off that bandwagon. Um, but but the the thing I will say is is you know like Brian said earlier is the the Chiefs were looking with looking for a somebody in the return game with all the drops that Sky Moore had in that return game I think that this Kadarius Tony could be a sneaky returner as well uh, he did it at Florida um, I don't know that he did it at, in New York at all but I know he did it at Florida and he was damn good at doing it so. He can be a, he can be a, a punt return, kick return specialist as well as a whatever a number three two wide receiver. Yeah, we do have our Florida Gator. I know he's very familiar with Kadarius Tony there. So, but yeah, I think he's got some opportunity here. And before we actually move on, Kyle Sendra has joined the show at least in the comments section. So, hello, Kyle. Thanks for stopping in. We appreciate it. Got to give you a shout out. So let's go ahead and switch now to stock down and i'm just going to go ahead and just throw a wrench and switch up the whole <laughs> whole order here just for funsies and uh jay i'll kick it up to you with your stock down oh man I, you know I, I know this is low hanging fruit but it is ceh it is ceh by a mile six percent snap share i mean he he got two he got targeted twice last week which was amazing that he even got targeted he didn't get a single rushing uh attempt um but in the last four weeks you know, he was, you know, somewhere in that 40 to 55 range, and it plummeted down to 6% last week. I don't even know why they got the guy rostered at this point. They may as well just go ahead and cut him if they're not right. going to play him. He's just, he's as much as we talk about roster clarkers on our fantasy teams, and he's a roster clarker on, <laughs> on, on KC right now. I think the only reason they don't cut him is because they spent such high draft capital and, and was hoping praying on everything that they could do something with him. And I just don't know that they're going to be able to. And it hurts my feelings because I, I have him on one or two of my teams. And I he's basically a rusher clog around there right now. But I can't seem to cut him until the Chiefs cut him. Yeah. When, you know, I mean, I'm kind of surprised they haven't as well. I mean, they're giving all these carries to McKinnon, who's been in the league forever. Um, the seventh round pick, Pacheco, you know, which, I mean, he's doing good with his opportunities. But, yeah, it's, you know, I think someone would claim him. I, I have a feeling that if they cut him, someone would claim him and they wouldn't be on the hook for the entire salary, but maybe they want to trade him in the office. Well, I, I mean, I, I'll give you one right now. If he gets cut tomorrow, I would be willing to bet, maybe not a whole paycheck, but I, I'd, I'd bet a good bit of my paycheck that one one team would claim, would at least put a claim in, and that would be Chicago. Yeah. Yeah, well, I'm I think, really I think hurting Chicago with injuries would, at the would, moment. Yep, exactly, and, and that would be the exact reason why. And, I mean, Houston claims everyone, so probably Houston. Why not add a fourth running back there on that team, you know what I mean? <laughs> I don't think they really would. It's just, you know, they seem to be claiming everybody. But, uh, so, Brian, let's go ahead and move down to you. Who is your stock down this week? I stayed in the same position, but I went with Kareem Hunt. He's uh, had only 26 carries over his last four games. Very minimal yardage, and my and concern moving forward also is with Deshaun Watson getting ready to come back in two weeks. I think they'll be a little bit more pass heavy anyway, 
So he's just very much stocked down. He hasn't even contributed out of the backfield in, re- in the reception department either. So this past week, he, he only played in 33% of the snaps. So it just seems like he is he's just stocked down for sure. Yeah, if you listen closely, you can hear all the cries of the zero running back truthers out there over Kareem Hunt and his uses over the last few weeks. So, But, yeah, I agree with that, man. It's, I'm kind of shocked. You know, he was a big trade name um, during the trade deadline that people thought were going to move, and they didn't end up moving him. And uh, I'm not sure if they're trying to save his legs. Um, you know, they're struggling. I don't even think they're really in the playoff picture here. They'd have to pretty much win out, I believe. Um, so kind of interesting why they're not really using them more, but definitely uh, pretty shocking when you look at those numbers and the way you just broke them down there. So, Jay, you have any thoughts on the Kareem Hunt uses here? No, I, I to be quite honest, I, I'm looking at these numbers that you got on the sheet, and I'm like, oh, wow. Oof. I know. I, I was the same I thing. I didn't realize that. <laughs> thing. I was just like, oh, okay. But yeah, that's uh, definitely trending in the wrong direction, that's for sure. It's um, sometimes and- hard to to find an obvious stock down. But yeah, for me, I was looking through, I found several, several names that had hit those stats for him. I was like, God, those are really, really more than I, less than I expected. So it made, made sense to me, but sometimes it's really hard to identify one. No, I'm, yeah. I'm glad you, I'm glad you went that route. Cause I did, I, I went low hanging fruit. Cause I was like, I'm going Captain obvious <laughs> right here. <laughs> <It's> just... <laughs> Yeah, and that's, uh, I'll just go ahead and stick with the running back here as well for my stock down for the week. So I'm going Naheem Hines. So, you know, he kind of got traded very last minute at the trade deadline, uh, right up against the clock, actually, to the Bills. And I just don't understand why the Bills even traded for him in the first place. Um, I mean, they drafted Cooks in the second, um, you know, potentially to fill that type of role, the pass-catching role, everything like that. And I think some people, you know, as soon as he got traded to the Bills, kind of thought, oh, stock up just because he's going to the Bills. Um, but just not being involved at all. Might as well not even be on the team. Zero carries last week. One target, which he ended up catching for nine yards. Only an 8% snap share. Um, honestly, at this point, I don't even know how you keep him rostered. I mean, I know running back's a wasteland out there, so you might as well keep him, I guess. But there's no way you're starting him any week coming up where you actually feel confident, even this week with a lot of good running backs on the bye. So Naheem Hines, definitely my stock down for the week. Now, I don't know if you can start him this week, but the one thing that is good is they're moving that game to Detroit, so it's on the turf. I did see that. That's you know, So he's used, to, he's used to being on turf in Indianapolis. This might be a decent game for him. But again, I, you, you can't trust it. My, my, my thing is, is, Buffalo went out and targeted this guy and, and and wanted him. And why they're not using him is beyond me. I, I don't Singletary's I like Singletary. Maybe, maybe Singletary is that guy then. And maybe maybe the Bills are just going, okay, well, I mean, we'll try three or four more other guys and see if we can't get Singletary out of here yet. And they just ain't been able to do it. I, w- I will say this. It, it, it was reported, I think, yesterday or today that the coaching staff are hoping to get Hines more involved in the offense. That being said, I still don't know what that means. I mean, okay, <laughs> does that mean he now gets three touches a game? Or, you know, what, what does that really mean? I, I, I wouldn't play him unless I was in a 32-team league. And there aren't many team leagues out there like that. So, Yeah, that's just – like I said, I don't understand the Bills running back strategy at all just because, like I said, they drafted James Cook in the second – haven't really used him at all this year. Then you go and trade for a guy of similar skill set and don't use him. So I'm just not sure what the plan is here, what they plan on doing. But 
Josh Allen is getting, you know, he is still a little banged up with the elbow. Actually looked pretty good last week, but, you know, maybe they're uh, just shifted their plans a little bit due to that injury. I guess we'll see. Um, but like uh, like we did say, that Dane did get moved to Detroit. Um, so we'll see their neutral field, see how many tickets, I guess, they get sold here. That's not too bad for Detroit fans. You get to see the was... Bills and to say, I mean, as a, as a as a Lions fan, can you? Okay, I I can go to the Detroit game and watch Detroit lose to whoever, or I can go to a Bills, you know, Cleveland game in Detroit. Um, I'm taking the Bills Cleveland game. <laughs> I'm gonna over under on how many Detroit fans show up to the Detroit game compared to <laughs> compared to the Bills game, right? Yeah. The question I don't know the answer to: Are the Lions playing at home this weekend? They're not. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So that's that's why they they ended up having that neutral field. But you know, actually, I do play in a league that I have a kicker in, and I was I actually have Bass, and I was kind of worried that I was like, man, I was like, he might not even be able to make a kick this weekend, and then got moved to this indoor facility there at Ford Field, so maybe I'll be all right. So. <laughs> Uh, so, all right, let's go in, uh, back, jump back into this Titans Packers game here. Uh, we're going to do this. We're going to go back into the Chrome Dome plays of the night, which still need a sounder for that, Jeff, if you're listening. And so let's go ahead and kick it off. Brian, who do you think wins tonight? What's your score? I've actually got Packers 21 to 20. Yep, 42 points overall. So, like you said earlier, you were, you were real close there for the over-under. Uh, Jay, who are you taking tonight and yeah, score? I, I, went, uh, I went Green Bay as well, and uh, I'm going on the over. The 26-24 is where I'm at right here uh, with Green Bay. All righty, and I'm going to be the only contrarian tonight because I hate the Packers, and I don't, <laughs> I don't want them to win ever. So, I'm taking the Titans 24-17. Um, I actually think it's going to be pretty close. I like, even though I am a full-on hater of the Green Bay Packers, um, I do think the Titans have potential to win this game here. If it's a very, very heavy King Henry game, and uh, given the weather, it just looks like there's a lot of things going here in the Titans' favor. Which you know they hung in there with Kansas City, so I'm taking the Titans. We'll see what happens. So, all right, Jeff, pay attention. Chrome down, down, down. Parlay of the night. We need to get this sound going. All right. So, Chrome Dome plays of, uh, parlays of the night. Uh, Brian, why don't you go ahead and uh, give us some of your favorite parlay bets for this evening? Okay. My, one that I like is Ryan Tannehill over a half a touchdown pass. I'm thinking surely the man can get one. You'd think. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Not, I like that. Not asking much, so <laughs> you know if they get if they get to the twenty points that they were all kind of thinking they'll be at, surely he can maybe get one. So I would go with that. The Aaron Rodgers passing yards was really close. Um, ultimately, I went under two hundred and forty-two and a half yards. Oh no! Well, we lost everybody. You well, said that. Yeah. Well, as he said that, I guess we got to give uh, Kyle a little shout-out here. Sorry, Kyle. I don't, you know, I hate the Packers. It is what it is. <laughs> Kyle's a big Packers fan, for everybody knows. Says, come on, join the dark side. Never. I will never, ever. <laughs> so, oh, we so. got to 
We got it. We've got to get a bet between you and Kyle, you know, uh, something along the lines of, you know, maybe just for one game next year, you know, if green Bay wins, you have to wear the cheese head on Thursday night. And if Chicago, <laughs> if Chicago wins, he's got to wear like a butt kiss Jersey or, or something <laughs> right. like that on, on his Monday show, you know, that, yeah. that would be awesome. Yeah, yeah I think great. we could definitely cook something up like that for sure. <laughs> That's you know, there's so many Packers fans here, Zach. You know, another another frequent guest on the show. He's a big Packers fan, so yeah. probably hates me. I've actually tried messaging him a couple times and hasn't responded back. It's probably because all my Bears love and Packers slander on here. He's probably holding the grudge at the moment. No, and my tweets. I had a long <laughs> I, I had a long phone conversation with him. He's he's gotten a lot busier since he's got back from Colorado. So he's yeah. been he's been in good spirit. So he's he's just got a new job and everything else. So he's been really good. Oh, good to hear. All right. So uh Brian, I don't know. I think we still got maybe a couple of years uh we didn't get to yet. So why don't you go ahead and take it away? Also like uh AJ Dillon, that's probably my favorite play of the night, over thirty three and a half yards rushing. And last but not least, the combined yardage for Aaron Jones of 85 and a half combined rushing and receiving. So I'm, obviously I'm considering more of a rushing game. The one I stayed away with, and maybe I shouldn't have, was King Henry at 104 and a half. He, like Jay was pointing out, he's been basically over 100 every time. But that that uh, just seems such a high total to me. And he'll probably smash it, but I'd stay away personally from it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I'm not quite sure what site you were looking at. I was looking at uh, DraftKings, um, and I looked at it right before we came on, um, and, and the numbers are a little bit different, and which I like, you know, because they're they're more they're, they lean more to my my favor uh, when it comes to the numbers on DraftKings than than uh, what you had just brought up. But um, so on DraftKings this morning, uh, Henry's over under in rushing was 99. Um, the game was at 42 and Green Bay was at a, uh, given three. So like I said earlier, the money all went to the sides that, uh, that I would have placed my bet this morning. Um, but as it sits right now, the, the, I took uh one, two, three, four, four, I got four picks and I took, uh, Derrick Henry and the line right now is 102 and a half, uh, rushing. And I did go ahead, and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and push the over on that as well. I'm also going to give get a uh, Derrick Henry anytime touchdown as well. Uh, that's the that's the Derrick Henry side. The Aaron Jones uh, line that I decided to take was uh, 23 and a half receiving yards, uh, taking the over on that as well. I do believe this is going to be a lot of uh, a lot of rushing for both sides of the ball but I do believe that Aaron Jones is going to get two or three receptions and he's going to be able to break one or two of those uh, at least for a 15, 20 yard gain. So it should put me over the 23 and a half pretty easily. Uh, and then the obvious I'm taking green Bay by three, three and a half, uh, even though my, my, I don't think my, my total point or my total score earlier, 26, 24, I don't think that that doesn't equal 23 or, or three and a half points, but eh, <laughs> I'm taking the three and a half. Uh, and then the uh, over this morning was at 42, and it's been bet down to 40. And I was thinking over on 42. I'm definitely taking over on a 40 and a half. Yeah, I definitely like a lot of these guys. I think they're uh, pretty solid. Uh, I agree. I especially like the Green Bay negative three and a half. I like that one as well. Um, so, yeah, I still, you know, I don't have a whole lot of experience in this realm, so. 
kind of let the experts do their thing here. Uh, I don't. So. I wouldn't say. I wouldn't say experts by no means. Let's <laughs> <laughs> say experts. But yeah, we're the so, best we've got for now. How about that? Right. Uh, there you go. There you go. Uh, all right, guys. So that kind of hits. Does it here for our show? So we ran over a little bit last week. Gonna maybe cut off a couple minutes early here this week. Um, I will say for everyone listening out there, we will not have a show next week. I know I've already said this previous week. Thanksgiving, we're going to enjoy some time with our family, enjoy the game. So that just means we're going to have a lot to cover when we come back. So, yeah, good thing. I'm actually going to take an even longer break, so I won't be back week 13. So these guys are really going to have to cover everything here. So, you know, sorry about that, fellas. No, you're not. No, you're not. No, you're not. <laughs> That's you know, okay. You like like you and I show, Devin, Jay and I can really expound on things. We can just keep talking and talking and talking. Now, oh yeah. The only thing I can't remember, what is our founder's name? I, we didn't see her tonight. I'm a little bit disappointed. Oh, Megan. Yeah, we didn't see Megan tonight. Yeah. Didn't see Megan tonight, so I'm kind of disappointed in that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm sure she'll be back soon when you guys are doing two man, or if we end up having a ghost or whatever we end up doing for the week 13 slate. But you know, Jay went to Turks and Caicos, had all those drinks in his hand, and I was like, you know what? I need to do that too. So I didn't make it to Turks and Caicos, but I'll be in the old Mako <laughs> doing that as well. So as long as I got a drink in my hand, I had a beef. That's all we're doing here. So that's what matters. So, all right. So let's just go ahead and get our that's little right. round robin done here. So, Brian, go ahead. Let people know what's going on. Well, you can find me at Bandigrad92. With any luck, tomorrow night I'm doing my DFS deep dive podcast. Over the weekend, we're doing a definitely the main main show for the um for, for fantasy sake and we're also going to have we've been doing here a thanksgiving a thanksgiving draft where we're going to discuss that on sunday's show so we're each listing our favorite thanksgiving items and we're going to have a big discussion on sunday on, on our podcast so like i said to find all my content at vandy grads you can either find me here at going for two or for frequency's sake, so I'm kind of all over the place. All right, yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun. Nice little Thanksgiving item fantasy draft there. It sounds pretty cool. Yeah, that'll be a good time. I've I, I went with the rum cake. Told them I was drinking the rum as I was making the cake. Cut <laughs> your ham. So yeah, that sounds like a really good time. Everyone have to check that out. So uh, Jay, why don't you go ahead and take it away and let the people know what's going on. Well, green bean casserole is the one hundred and one. It, it, it definitely. So let's 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 we can we can move past the one hundred and one. I'll take the one hundred and one. It's green bean casserole. Period. The end. <laughs> you can, I don't blame you. The, yeah, you can you can find me over on on Twitter at uh, fantasyj seventy seven. Um, find me here on Thursday nights. You can find me on a Dynasty Gambit. Uh, I'm sorry on on a Fantasy Intervention on Wednesday Wednesday nights, and then uh, this evening. Uh, a little special guest appearance over there on the Better Sports Network. I'll be on with uh, Garrett Price about 9.15. Download the uh, the Better Sports Network app and uh, jump into the chat with us. Uh, I know we're going to be doing some trade talks and things like that, but I think it's going to be pretty cool. One of my, uh, one of my, I guess somebody that I looked up to as I started getting into the fantasy football and everything was Garrett Price. And now I get to sit there and actually have a, have a lengthy conversation with him actually on air. Uh, I, I don't know if this is going to become a regular thing or not, but I'm excited to do it. And uh, I hope we get a bunch of people in the chat to uh, 
to hang out with us and we're going to watch, I guess, about the second half of the game a little bit and then uh, talk some dynasty trades and things like that. So, yeah, but you can hit me up in the Discord over on Going For Two. Don't forget, the tonight is Thursday, so please go ahead and take out of your flex positions any players that you <laughs> that are playing tonight. Either put them in a solid start position or get them out of your lineups completely. I know Devin was going to say that, but I figured I'd go ahead and do it <laughs> since I had the mic. Devin, I appreciate huh? it, brother. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. No, that's – as long as it gets said, that's the only thing that matters. You know, we're here for the people, so that's all that matters. But, yeah, you can find me at Devin Deal. Um, I am not doing anything the next few weeks. I am shutting down. I am turning off uh, the location. I'll be uh, gone for a couple of weeks. So you guys are in great hands here uh, with Jay and Brian, uh, potentially a guest in the next couple of weeks. So, like I said, check everything out. I'm going for two. Uh, check out the Discord all that type of good stuff. Hit all of us up. We answer every single question. Um, <laughs> we got Kyle popping up in the comments. Still says, the people are here for you. So thank you, Kyle. Appreciate that. Um, so, all right. With that being said, thanks. Every oh, oh, I got one. I got one more oh. thing to say, and I'm only going to say it to Kyle. Go pack. Go. <laughs> I've, I've got oh, the most important thing to say. I may be a week early, but happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Yeah, definitely. We won't be here next week. Happy Thanksgiving. And next time, Jay, you're getting muted if you do that. So. <laughs> That's why I had to do it real quick at the last second. <laughs> all right, guys. Thanks for joining the Gambit this week. We'll see you all in a couple weeks.